Hello, my name is Katie, and this is the Truth For Your 20s podcast. If you're paying attention, we are publishing every other week, but this episode is just too important. Honestly, I'm not sure why I haven't talked about this already, but in my years of doing Greek ministry, I have just seen some straight up miracles, and I believe that there is something crazy amazing happening on our college campuses right now. And I can't keep this information all to myself. I have to share it with you guys. I hope this episode, I just, I really, I'm feeling big things. I'm feeling big things. Okay, here we go. If you are in your 20s hoping there is more to life than boys and Bacardi, you are in the right place. Katie Ballmer has been a keynote speaker to over 60 colleges nationwide, encouraging 20-somethings to realize their worth, find their calling, and not date dirtbags. But seriously, Katie is an author, viral TikTok creator, wife, mom of two girls, and your adopted aunt that you never knew how bad you needed. Ready to have some real conversation tackling the hottest topics? This is the Truth For Your 20s podcast. Okay, I don't think it's exaggerating to say I have been preparing for this episode for about five years, actually probably longer. But in all seriousness, the past, I don't know, two weeks or so, I have been taking notes as I've just been reminded of all that I have been blessed to have a front row seat to see, like God straight up doing miracles. And it is in the lives of young people. If you were between the ages of like 18 and 30 and listening to this, I am talking to you like the word revival, the word generation, it keeps coming back. And I, there's so much to say. I actually explained part of this on a podcast episode with Stephanie Mae Wilson. I was on her podcast and I got to meet her firsthand and explain some of this. And she's like, girl, you got to talk about this. And I haven't even shared this here on the truth for your twenties. So this is (laughs) miracles that I have had the privilege to see. And again, this is not anything of my doing. This is what I believe God is up to on college campuses. So to back you up, if you are unfamiliar with my story, I became a Christian my senior year in college. Before that, you know, living for Boys, Booze, and McCarty, which I'm sure you've heard me talk about before, and kind of had this total radical, like, meeting Jesus experience. Met my husband. He was a youth pastor at the time, so I kind of dove in with helping with high school students and mentoring young women, which, of course, grew to what I'm doing now. But between that time and doing specifically what I'm doing now was, was several years. And I through those years, I kind of felt this holy hunger, if you will. Like, I knew that God had something for me to do like this. I wasn't living in my calling. I know someone out there can relate to like, you just don't know what you're doing. And so (laughs) my Enneagram three self was like, well, I'm going to be the best Christian, which is so ironic. Um, but I was like serving the homeless and doing all this busy stuff. I was like literally taking minutes for our church, like being a clerical stuff. And that is so not my personality. I'm not a detail person, but I just wanted to to serve and I wanted to be useful. And so I'm like, just saying yes to all the things, which shocking, I found myself like busy and depleted and wore out. I threw my everything into helping this young lady who was never a project to me. She was truly a friend, but she was legit escaping homelessness and drug addiction and put my heart and soul into helping her and realized I wanted a better life for her more than she did. So all of this kind of came to a head. Her life started kind of falling all the things we had done to help her had started falling apart. And I'm like, you know, putting my everything into being a quote, good Christian girl. 
and it was just falling apart right before my eyes. Our children were little at the time, my husband's still in youth ministry, and I just had this total meltdown. Like, please tell me someone out there has also been where I was at this moment, like in my closet, we had a walk-in closet, like throwing a sweater on the floor, like yelling at God, like, can't you see how hard I'm trying to work down here? Why is it so hard? Why am I so exhausted? Wah, 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 wah. Which, side note, I often think about how we are children and God is a good father and how in that moment especially, I legit looked like a toddler throwing a tantrum and he's like, bless it. Bless that sweet child. Let me just get a hold of her. And in that moment, I have never been more sure I heard the voice of God when he said, when did I ever ask you to do all the things you're busying yourself doing? I want you to share your story with sorority women. That's what I've designed you to do. Clear as day, heard that and I was like, oh snap. And at the time I was doing nothing Greek related. I'm like, you know, a grown up. We have kids, we're married. Like I had nothing to do with Greek life at this time. And so like, <laughs> I was joking, I'm like, do I go knock on the door of the sorority houses and be like, hey, God asked me to talk to you guys. Like that wouldn't be weird. But uh, a young lady knew at our church, a young lady at our church approached me and was like, hey, aren't you a yoga instructor? Which I was and got my yoga certification at this point. And she's like, can you come do a yoga class for our sorority? And I'm like, did God talk to you? <laughs> But that was my end to just kind of go back to Greek life. I did a yoga class who happened to be there, but the president of the sorority, I should back up. This is AD Pi at Georgia Southern, shout out. That's the sorority that I was. And so it was just a natural fit. Like these are my girls, you know, these y'all are my people. So go back to AD Pi at Georgia Southern, do a yoga class and get to know the president. And so I shyly kind of tell her, hey, so I kind of feel like I have a story and like, by the way, what I want to share with them is my testimony and my marketing background and how I saw the trend-setting power of sorority women and how we can use that for good, which is what I talk about now when I go to sororities. So in a nutshell, I kind of word vomit all of this stuff. And she's like, yeah, why don't you come speak to our sorority next week of 225 girls? After the chapter meeting, I had about 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, I don't even know what I said. But I had girls afterwards like, oh my gosh, you should be a motivational speaker. Like 100%, that was God because I am this girl whose armpits were sweating and <laughs> was like, whatever. And that was like the genesis to kind of what I'm doing now. Okay, but that was just like the skeleton that was being built. So around this same time, I start reading The Circle Maker by Mark Batterson. I highly recommend it. It's a book on prayer. And essentially, he's talking about praying circles over your biggest dreams. <laughs> I'm starting to get all the feels, you guys. So in the book, he talks about how they are a church in Washington, D.C., and he would like get out of his car and literally like walk around properties and pray over properties, properties that later became houses of worship, you know, churches, coffee shops, where they would help spread the gospel and like do awesome things in the middle of our nation's capital. This book just really spoke to me and the miracles that he was seeing as he was like literally prayer walking around, you know, the crazy things that were happening. I'm like, what if I just started prayer walking around Greek Row? So again, back up, you know, I'm still living in Statesboro, Georgia. There is a literal Greek Row here, um, you know, fraternity houses on one side, sorority houses on another. And I'm like, what if I just park my car and get out and start prayer walking up and down the streets of Greek Row? Now, again, I'm like young 30s at this time. 
slightly crazy. Hope I don't get arrested, but by golly, I park my car and I just start prayer walking up and down the streets of Greek Row. This started by myself. Uh, eventually, some of the young women in the sorority joined me, which was good because I want, wasn't quite as crazy going by myself. But I was just praying. I was like, hey, God, you know, I see the women of this generation like thirsty for more. They're thirsty to make a difference in this world. They're thirsty for more than just heartbreak and hangovers. They are stuck living in the way things have always been done. But like, Greek row is a beautiful thing. Like sorority and fraternity is a beautiful thing. It's this sisterhood and brotherhood of young men and women like to lift each other up and hold each other accountable. What if we use that for good and spur each other on for greatness and hold each other to a higher standard? And so I start like praying all this stuff and you guys, let me just tell you some of the stuff that started happening. Okay. I was reading in the circle maker, the book I was talking about, and he talks about Joshua six this was, he was doing a prayer walk and Joshua six came to him and it says, now Jericho was tightly bound because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. And the Lord says, see Joshua, I have delivered them to you. And this like stood off the page to me because first of all, it didn't make sense. It's basically saying, look, look at this city. It's securely barred. No one's coming in and no one's coming out. And God says, look, I've delivered them. And I was like, uh, hello, this makes no sense. And I'm even like looking at the commentary and I'm like, I need to understand this first. Like it's speaking to me. And I kind of give up at that point. Like I'm trying to get the kids to school. I'm like, okay, whatever. This doesn't make sense. I'll figure it out later. So I'm on my way to pray over Greek row, like get my kids to school, work, all that kind of stuff. I'm on my way to pray over Greek row. And I'm listening on audible to some more of this circle maker book. He comes back to this verse and he says, the walls are securely barred. No one's coming in. No one's coming out. And God says, I've delivered them. And what he came to understand is that God is saying, celebrate the miracle before you even see it happening. And that to me was like celebrating what God is doing in the lives of college students before you even see it happening. Celebrate the freedom. Celebrate the no more chains being bound by like boys and booze and Bacardi. Like celebrate the freedom found in Christ. Okay. Oh my gosh. It gets even better. So I'm like, wow, that, that's really cool. So I'm like, get out. All right. Today we're going to prayer walk over your group. So I'm doing my little prayer walk and I get to the end of the, the little street. <laughs> One of the biggest fraternities on campus has a wall built up around the perimeter of the fraternity house. It's to hide the shenanigans that go on during that spirit week. It's just kind of like a joke or whatever. And there's like spray paint all over this tarp wall and stuff. And I've just read the scripture that says the walls are up. It looks like it's impossible. It looks like Greek row is only gonna live for parties. It looks like it's just gonna be this, you know, big game of like boys and Bacardi and sex and drugs and rock and roll. But God says, celebrate. I'm going to deliver them. Okay, so around this same time, not just myself, a bunch of girls got together and they decided, let's do this prayer walk, this whole like, this whole shut down Greek row, like make a prayer night, like make it a thing. And it became a thing indeed. So many people got together, so many local churches. They shut down traffic on Greek row. There was luminaries all down the street. People would write their prayers on these luminaries. At the end of the row was this worship. It was super fabulous. I highly encourage you, whoever is listening, you can do this on your campus. 
And it was just one night of like worship and praying over the beginning of the school year. You can do this anytime, of course. And they just had some worship at the end of the row. And then it was like, all right, you guys like just go pray over your house, pray over whatever. <sighs> oh gosh, it gets so much better. Okay, so myself and a couple girls were just laying hands on all the houses and we're like, you know, God, we're like lifting up the fraternity men here and the sorority women, like praying you to have favor on them and give them blessing and like praying for freedom and praying for all kinds of, you know, things for all these houses. And these guys come out of one of the houses and they didn't even know what was happening that night. They're just like upstairs playing pool and drinking beer or whatever. This guy comes out. He's like, what are y'all doing? He's got like a cigarette in one hand and a beer in the other. I'm like, hey man, we're just praying over Greek road. Do you mind if we pray for you? He's like, I'd love that. Sits down his beer and a cigarette. We all pray over him and his few of his buddies. We get to him praying and it's just tears are in his eyes. He's like, you don't know how bad I needed that. I am a fifth year senior. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I'm just like living for the next party and I'm finding that this is so empty and I want more. And I didn't even know that like Greeks could even be Christian. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Later that night, I saw a young girl get saved. I mean, just crazy, crazy things were happening. Okay, here's the best part. So, you know, a prayer walking over a Greek road all these people come together and organize this prayer night. Like hundreds of people came to that prayer night, by the way. It was amazing. All these cool things happen. So naturally, I say something about this on Facebook. Okay, my friend, her name is Ashley, who is literally a half a world away at this point. She is a missionary serving in a different country. She sees what I post and she's like, Katie, I gotta talk to you about something. Oh, I'm gonna cry. She was like, Katie, oh, hold on. I had to pause because I was praying. She's like, did I ever tell you about the vivid dream that I had? I had a dream that sorority houses became houses of worship. She said, I don't remember all the details, but God took back his daughters. I remember getting that message and I was like, what in the world are you up to? God, remember that verse? It looks impossible. It looks like Greek Row is just a big party. And God says, celebrate because I have delivered them. Also, fun fact, Ashley actually had a vivid dream about the place that they would end up living when they became missionaries, like down to the details of the house they end up living in and moving to half a world away, sight unseen. So, I mean, does Ashley have prophetic dreams? I don't know, but I thought that was pretty incredible. Okay, so if any of this sounds interesting to you, I just want to encourage you, like, there's nothing fancy or like, you know, the heavens didn't part and there wasn't any kind of like orchestra that happened for me to prayer walk or anyone that I prayer walked with like you can totally do this and something that was really cool I think or, or just I don't know I feel like God is such a personal God and during this time I was kind of led to the song um dry bones by Lauren Dangle and if you don't know the song it's really good and the lyrics I'm telling you I do not know Lauren Dangle personally but I feel like the lyrics were written for prayer walking especially on Greek Row so I just want to read to you a few of these lyrics it says through the eyes of men it seems like so much we have lost so again I want you to imagine your like feet are on this area where tons of people are partying and tons of people are looking for significance and there's this you know solo cups and remnants of cigarettes and you know my feet are to the pavement and this song is in my ears through the eyes of men it seems that so much we have lost as we look down the road where all the prodigals have walked 
One by one, the enemy has whispered lies and led them off as slaves. But we know that you are God and yours is the victory. We know there's so much more to come that we may not yet see. So with the faith you've given us, we'll step into the valley unafraid. Ah, like, yes, yes, Lauren. (laughs) That is it. Okay, I'm going to try and play this next lyric because I'm telling you, if ever there was a song written for praying over Greek row, it's this. Please someone comment on this or message me on Instagram and tell me that that song like rattled you in the best way like it did me. Rescue every daughter, bring us back the wayward son and up out of the ashes, let us see an army rise. Like that is what I keep feeling or seeing or being reminded. Like I feel like God, I'm telling you, you guys, like stuff I read, stuff I see on social media, like it is repeatedly coming up to me a revival in this generation. This generation is going to be spiritual leaders. Like they just need permission, a kick in the pants, um, like to be told that you can. And here's what I want to tell you guys, like, why not you? Why not you? You may not know this, but look back in your history books, nearly every great awakening, every great movement, every like big thing that happened was started by young people, like in their 20s. So why not another Great Awakening right there on your college campuses? Why not start a circle around you and say, God, a revival starts right here, right here with me. And that's that's all you have to know is right there with you. And then maybe you go to the streets of your campus around Greek Row, around your college campus, around your city, wherever you may live and start praying, rescue every daughter, bring us back the wayward son, out of the ashes, let us see an army rise. Like, why not? Why not? If ever we have needed God back in our lives, back in our cities, back in our homes, back in our college campuses, it is now. And I am like challenging anyone on the other side of these earbuds, draw a circle around yourself. And it says it starts right here with me. Hey, if you're enjoying this podcast and I hope that you are, you make this possible by shopping my online store at Katie Bomer life in the shop. I have totes and books and t-shirts and all kinds of awesome swag. And I would love your support. Also, I'm booking keynotes for fall semester. I've had the opportunity to travel to over 60 different colleges nationwide, sharing my message of how sorority women have world changing power and how to use that power for good. Normally that speech is not a faith-based speech, but based on this episode, if you want more, I would love to share it. 
Actually, I'm having conversations now with doing Zoom meetings with your chaplain and her small group. Listen, I don't care how big or small the group is. I would love to share this message with as many young women as possible. So I made it easy for you. You can find me on my website at katiebolmert.life. There is a contact form. You can send me an email and my DMs are always open on Instagram. Also made it easy for you. My handle is at katiebolmertlife. I'm not even done talking about all the miracles I saw happen on Greg Row. I mean, it's just so amazing. So one of the crazy cool God things is, you know, so I have this kind of heard from God moment, go back, share your story with sorority women, not knowing what I'm doing, trying to be, hey, so I see this world changing power. Does anyone care? You know, so I, you know, I'm just mentioning to this girls. Anyway, long story short, I ended up having this small little Bible study started with some girls I was going to church with and (laughs) you guys. Okay. So she's like, yeah, we can host it in my apartment. There's like, I don't know, 10 girls. We all meet over there, have brownies and Bible study. So I go over there and her apartment number was 1503 Garden District. You guys, do you know where I lived when I was in college, when I became a Christian? 1503 Garden District. Like the same exact apartment was where I lived when I became a Christian as a college student. Fast forward, I don't know, 10 years later, (laughs) I am invited to do a Bible study in the exact, like you can't make this stuff up. Like there's no way I could have even tried to orchestrate such a thing. It was just bananas. So this was just a sweet little group. We met a few times, like started praying about, you know, just rescue every daughter, bring us back the way we're done. I can say that over and over again, that that is what we just truly, that was our heart's desire for what is happening on college campuses. Okay, so if that is not crazy miracle enough, I have one more for you. And this is fast forward when we moved to Chattanooga. So to back up to Garden District, you know, this kind of starting everything there. That was actually before the prayer walk and all of that kind of stuff. And then, you know, Bible studies and prayer walks. And then I got this passion to write a blog post, which turned into a book, which turned into a speaking platform and everything that I'm doing now. And it was all just so organic and in spite of me almost because I was a shy girl who could not even talk when I was in elementary school. And, you know, the fact that anyone is even listening to me ever is just bananas and totally a God thing because whatever. I mean, you can just see right here how I went into all of this reluctant and hesitant and not knowing what the heck was happening. But um, fun fact, I actually met with a mentor friend and he said that we look for people to confirm their calling. We look for something called double confirmation, which means like two completely outside sources confirming that like, this is where you're supposed to be. And he's like, Katie, you have like 17. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) Anyways. So here's the other one, the last one. And I don't want you to hear like, Oh, you know, cool. Katie's supposed to do Greek ministry. Yes. I do think that that is my calling, but I'm not the quote world changer. You are like, I'm, I'm here to be the cheerleader to to encourage you guys, you know, drawing that circle around yourself, start that revival within me. And yes, you know, that's part of my work as well, but I don't want you to hear like, cool. Katie has a cool story about me encouraging. I want you to hear this is so many signs that God has given me to encourage and communicate that, that God is up to something in the lives of young people. And I want you to hear it and hear it loud and clear. 
And in case you didn't get it already, this last miracle is pretty amazing. So when so fast forward of all that, you know, write the book, started to do speaking. We moved to Chattanooga and I get the opportunity to speak at University of Georgia. And this is like a cool moment because I'm from Georgia. So University of Georgia is like the school and I haven't spoken here yet. And I'm like, this is so exciting. You know, I get to go to University of Georgia. And this is super cool because it's a Christian event. Normally when I speak, I speak to different chapters and I get to, you know, share a little bit of my story and definitely point to a little bit all the stuff going on and the world-changing power I see in young women, but it's not always a faith-based event. But this one was like, yes, we want you to share faith. We talk about all the Jesus you can. All right, cool. So we get there. I get there early, you know, don't want to be late as a speaker. I'm um, coming with a friend, pull into the parking lot and like right when we pull into the parking lot and again, so many crazy things. We're there early. We park on the kind of on the wrong side, not really sure where we're going, but right when we pull up, I notice the person we're supposed to meet, Ariana, if you're listening, (laughs) uh, Ariana and two other people. And I'm like, okay, cool. There's my contact, park the car, get out. And again, you know, really early, it's kind of crazy that she happens to be there. So I walk up to the group, my friend's with me. So there's about five of us here in the circle. And, you know, we just walk up and they're in mid conversation. So really tall woman who I don't even know at this point, (laughs) She is talking about how she has been prayer walking that whole day and she feels like revival is starting on college campuses. And I'm like, what? Who is this woman? I I don't even know who she is. And she's talking about revival on college campuses. You guys, again, don't, I haven't even talked, said a word in this circle yet. I just walk up and she's saying, Yes, there is a group of prayer warriors and we all get together and we meet like virtually. This is like a worldwide movement and they're all talking about how they see and they like studied scriptures and they've talked to all these experts. They see that revival is starting on college campuses. And what's crazy is this group of people and I'm talking worldwide. They're like, yeah, we believe we need to have prayer warriors in Athens. And they're like, oh, okay, like Athens, Greece. No. Athens, Georgia at the University of Georgia campus. And so this woman moved her life to Athens, Georgia for this very purpose to prayer walk. (laughs) And I'm sitting there just standing, like still have my suitcase in my hands, like what? And I'm, you know, supposed to speak here in a few minutes. And she goes, yeah. So anyways, I'm about to go prayer over this building real quick. What are you guys up to? The building she points to is the building where we are about to have our event. And I'm like, trying not to hyperventilate. And then I'm like, hi, my name's Katie. <laughs> you guys, like what? What in the world? So meet my new tall friend. She prays over all of us. She goes prays for the building. I'm meanwhile, like trying to get dressed, like trying to go, what in the heck just happened? You guys, not even a lot of people came to that event. Like it was not like, in my opinion, that big of a deal. And but then I'm sitting there going, you know what? If I remember correctly, Jesus changed the world with 12 disciples. What if a few of those girls in that meeting, not from anything I said, but for some reason needed to be there. For some reason, something was sparked. For some reason, God just stirred something in a heart. He drew a circle around a girl who needed to hear that she could be the change the world needed to see. It could happen. I mean, if if it can happen that a person you never know is praying for revival and you're feeling the same thing five hours away, like what? Like how you can't make this stuff up. 
I feel like as soon as I hit publish on this episode, I'm going to remember some more crazy things that God has been up to. But again, I, I'm just blown away and thankful that I get the opportunity to see this. And I just want to encourage you guys, like, this is not just from my perspective. This is not just the cities that I've been to or the people that I know. Like, I am sure that this is happening on your campus. I'm sure that this is happening with people you you know as well. And hopefully with you. And I really would love to hear about it. Like, please message me on Instagram. My handle is at Katie Bulmer Life. I would love to hear maybe a miracle that you see got up to. Like, what if we got these stories together? I mean, I don't know at this point, but if you guys start messaging me, I will definitely put together a social media post or a TikTok or something. And let's just start letting people know. I think that people who are seeing revival and young people stirring up and living for more than just heartbreak and hangovers, maybe they think, oh, well, this is exclusive to my perspective or just exclusive to this one time, this one friend group. Like, I challenge that. I challenge that. And so what if it is? Remember, we just talked about Jesus changed the whole freaking world with 12 people. You don't need everyone. You just need a few committed world changers. And I bet some people on the other side of his earbuds are those people. And I want to challenge this thought as well. My parents were Greek 50 years ago. You guys, my mom was a Zeta and my dad was a Ka. 50 years ago. Do you know what the theme music, so to speak, was on Greek Row? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And this was in the 1970s at the height of the free love and marijuana movement, okay? Like this was, you know, Woodstock and people were streaking on campus. I'm just saying, 50 years, Greeks in particular have been known for sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And like, you know, parties on college campuses. Listen, I'm all in favor of having fun always, if not always. It is a life motto, okay? I'm not saying that you cannot have fun. I encourage you to live your best life. But we know, everyone knows that getting so drunk that you are barfing, hooking up with people, empty promises, like that is not fun. We know this. There is more abundant life and it is so much more than just parties. It is living for something bigger than yourself. It is starting something that will last past you. It is something that is multi-generational. It is starting something better for your children and your children's children to go to college and live for something better than themselves. It does not take a super smart person to just simply turn on the news and realize that our world is starving. We are starving for belonging. We are more alone than ever before. We are starving for peace. We are just, we're looking for worship. And what I mean by that is we all look for celebrities and we put them on this pedestal and guess what? They fall because they're just human. And they were like, oh my gosh, this person's a monster, but they were never meant to be on that pedestal in the first place. We worship sports teams. We worship people on social media. We worship all of the wrong things. And then we say, God, we don't need you in our schools. God, we don't need you in our sororities. We push God out. We push God out. And again, we it's not doing our world any favors. In the words of John Lennon, some say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. What if young people, the same demographic that have started so many movements in our history, what if young people said, you know what? We're tired of this. We want a different world. We want to make a different world for us, for our future children, for 
just us as a future, we want something better. I believe you guys are the ones that can make that happen. I want to leave you with some tools and a challenge. I have a free prayer guide on my website. It's katiebulmer.life. It is nothing magical, but it is some ways to pray for your sorority or and or pray for your college campus. I have a blog post also on my website at katiebulmer.life just with some the story basically of all this happened. I wrote this years ago when I was kind of in the midst of seeing a lot of these miracles happen. So if you just kind of want to refer to that or maybe get some inspiration again, I don't want you to, I mean, I hope that this is an inspiring story, but this is not just me. This is what God is doing on college campuses. And I again, want to be the cheerleader to help you see that this can happen on your campus as well in your life with your people. This starts with you, my friend. I want to leave you with this quote that has just kind of been my mantra as all of this has been happening since the very beginning. I found this randomly in a book and I have saved it on my notes in my phone and I refer to it often. This is from Generation Ministries and it says, Let it be recorded in the history books of heaven that the young Christians of this generation responded in radical obedience and dedication to the revelation of the purpose of God for their lifetime. Perhaps we will discover that we came to the kingdom for such a time as this. If you enjoyed this episode, sharing is caring. I would love for you to simply take a screenshot from wherever you're listening and share it on social. You can tag me at Katie Bulmer Life or just text it to a friend. Say, hey, I enjoyed this episode and I think that you will too. The biggest compliment you can give is sharing a review on iTunes that really helps other young women to find this podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks for spending some time with me in your earbuds and I hope that you gain some truths for your 20s.